What's up, everyone? This is Danny Woodhead, and you're listening to Chasing Birdies. All right, y'all out there, thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of Chasing Birdies. And, you know, it's uh, it's clear now we are in this fall scene. Before we get into this episode, I just want to say that today's episode is brought to you by Nemecolon Resort. Check them out online at nemecolon.com. The lodge is looking phenomenal. And backing it up to this fall weather, the golf courses are in prime condition. So make sure you go over to nemacolon.com, check them out, check them on Instagram, and get your butts up there in the next couple of months or so. Um, Man, it's good to be back, bud. How you doing? It's good to see you. It's good to see you. We took a a beating on Saturday in our first segment uh, that we tried. One for uh-huh. six, I was 0 for 3, yeah. you were 1 for 3, so at least you won a, ga- <laughs> yeah. won a game. Um, we had somebody send us a message on Instagram that said I should have faded you guys. Again, these are just picks. We're not telling you what to do with your money. Yeah. It's purely just us picking who we like individually. We're not. That's not our suggestion for you to go bet, because whenever you start losing money, I don't want yeah, to hear Yeah, right. I mean, you know, we're just trying to do, s- yeah, correct. Um, but it was fun, you know, doing a little something out of the ordinary, making some picks on Saturdays. God, I love college football so much. Uh, mm-hmm. But clearly you and I, one Not out of good. six, but that's terrible. It's terrible. But your Super um, Bowl pick, your Super Bowl pick one, uh, which was a big win. Matt Canada might have saved his mm-hmm. job with, with that victory. Uh, you think? I, I don't know. If, I, if I'm the Steelers, I still, I just heard a stat today. 40 out of 40 games, never over 400 mm-hmm. yards offense. Something yeah. like 20, f- like, no, it's something, something like 24 out of 40 games. He is like 21 points or less. Yeah. It's so, it's, I mean, I don't are know. We just, like, let's keep beating the dead it's not horse. Good. It's not good. Um, I went down to Richmond, Virginia this past Richmond. weekend, played in a Link Soul two man event. Yeah, you know, and met some really cool people. Uh, we had a little get-together before the Sunday opening round at River City Roll, and Rob, the guy that Steve met, is the owner of R- River City Roll. Got to play with him uh, on Sunday, and my partner was Mr. John Ashworth, which I told wow. John, I said, hey, I felt like I would just want an auction. Like, I'm playing two rounds of golf with you. In your tournament, I feel like I just won an auction for a celebrity foursome. Yeah. Um, had a good time, though, man. I got to say, the golf courses were really good. We played uh, Independence Golf Club Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday moved over to the Country Club of Virginia and played the um, Tuckahoe cl- uh, course. Mm-hmm. And um, so we didn't play the course that they play the uh, Champions Tour event on, but, you know, it was kind of a last minute deal for me. Last thing we need is any more golf at this point mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. season. But you know what? I'm here for it. It was a good time. And we're playing today, um, too, so. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, man, so that's that on my end. Everything good with you, bud? Yeah, I I had a nice two days of um, Wingfoot East and then um, Baltusrol yeah. played in the Gladney Cup, which is a really cool foundation. Um for adoption is it's an adoption agency and uh mm-hmm. it was really cool to see and how much money they're raising um 
but man, it was Balthasarall top three. It's moved in for me. First time playing it. I played the lower course. Loved the layout. Greens ripping. Un- undulated greens. Um, actually had to think each shot through. I loved it. Freaking loved it. Yeah. No, the the pictures you had and put up, I mean, looks looks phenomenal. So, but our guest today, Danny Woodhead. You know, I remember Danny when he played in the league. You know, he's basically around our age, and he had a hell of a career. You know, comes out undrafted, um, makes it through, gets injured, goes through some goes goes through some growing pains, some adversity. He overcame, played in Super Bowl forty six alongside Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. Has a great Belichick story in this in this podcast, which, which I love. Um, but it's a great episode here on Chase and Birdies, especially now that we are full swing into football season. So Danny Woodhead, scratch golfer here, and plus. loves the game, man, huh? Plus golfer, but he's a plus. Yeah, plus whatever. I mean, scratch plus. What about what a golf junkie though, huh? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I mean, without further ado, let's roll it over to Danny Woodhead and let the people listen to him, not us. Yeah, let's go. All right, guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Chasing Birdies, and you know, I don't want to say that we have a pro golfer on here today, but we have someone that is very akin to that in the amateur status world, former professional NFL running back. Danny Woodhead is joining us here on Chasing Birdies. My man, thanks for hey, coming thanks on. Thanks for having me. I, I I definitely would not consider myself a pro. That would be the li- <laughs> like you couldn't say it any lighter. Um, I, I I try to be good at golf, and that's what I'm continuing to try to do. That's what we'll call it. Well, I think that's true. Yeah, for that's, all of us. that's um, fair. But in your defense, you are a pretty pretty established amateur golfer. So that you know, that's kind of. It's not like you're a hack. No, okay? it's way more fun too. You know, being undrafted in the NFL to play that undrafted card, even if you do do something, you just act like you're the worst ever. It just <laughs> it makes you feel better about yourself. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've I've done it all the time, and not not it is true. It's not like I'm amazing at golf. Maybe compared to like your average amateur, yeah, I'm pretty good, but. uh it's yeah. it's also fun to just take take that side of it and act like you're the worst ever. Where where are you uh, coming from right uh, now? I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. I was born and raised in North Platte, Very Nebraska, good. small town at like smack dab, middle of the country. And we ended up moving. My wife and I, when we got married, we Omaha was kind of where we set our roots. And now it's Omaha. We got great golf, Nebraska. I know it's kind of unbelievable, but Nebraska. Not as good oh my as God. any. The only other place I've been that I would say I like their golf better is New Jersey, and I mean that's their lineup speaks for itself. I'm heading there right uh, in two days. Baltusrol and then over oh, to Wakeford. Nice. They have some so, great golf courses. But, Bayonne Golf Club is unreal. Liberty National is cool, but Bayonne Golf Club. Oh my goodness! What about out your way, Sand? That's is it Sand Hills? Sand Hills. This is this is what North Platte would maybe be more known for is. Where I grew up, Michael Jordan flew into North Platte to go to Sand Hills. So before I think before wow. they had the, because now you can take private planes. I think up there, but beforehand you couldn't. Sand Hill, I, I believe that's a core Crenshaw, um, which phenomenal oh. architects, smaller greens. It's an unreal. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, never been. I've never played golf in Nebraska, and frankly, I'm thinking about this. I don't think I've ever been to Nebraska other than driving through it. 
I I have been to Omaha for Woodman of the World. Oh, yeah. Well, Do you know that building. Woodman of the World, the big tall That's the, that's corporate headquarters. Yeah, I mean, Omaha is a very um, in the financial world and business world is very. Uh, I don't I don't want to, but there's a lot of very successful business people in Omaha, and it's a very mm. it's not a huge it's not a huge city. I mean, the metro area of Omaha is like a million. So it's not a huge city, but I mean, it's not what everyone thinks Nebraska, you're just looking outside and you can see corn everywhere. Guys, I grew up in North Platte, middle of nowhere, 25,000 people only. The nearest like actual airport, like if you want to get places, was four hours. And I would say I was the most city kid of city kids. Like you get that in Nebraska, <laughs> everyone thinks we all farm and ranch. Yeah, I knew a few of them, but like that is, I know so many people that have no idea about anything livestock, anything, um, how to grow corn, any, any sort of farm. I don't even know how to talk farming. Like I, like, I wish I did. <laughs> like there's not horses in like, there's no carriages. I think people think we, uh, are like living without electricity. Uh, we have electricity. Right. We have cars. Yeah, you do. E- everything's all right like, in Nebraska. Everything's all right in Nebraska. It's just people think we have nothing to do, and really we actually have pretty nails golf courses. Well, you, you talk about playing the um, kind of undrafted card. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that, though. Coming undrafted to the NFL, have a hell of a career. I mean, if that's not chasing birdies, I don't know what – what is so um tell us a little bit about how that all came about how you you got your foot in the door in the nfl and worked your way to to having a illustrious career yeah i mean it pro- really it all started in high school uh, i was homeschooled k through eight now my dad was a public school teacher and a coach so i think they looked at him as kind of a moron because they he homeschooled his children uh, or his wife did and yeah so i, I didn't play football seventh eighth grade um Everyone that all these parents are panicking about their children not being in all these elite traveling select teams. Hold your mm-hmm. horses, chill out. If your kid's good, your kid's good. Mm-hmm. If your kid sucks, probably yeah. sucks. And the thing is, like, <laughs> I, I ended up having a man, I'll be honest, I was blessed with gifts. And I, I totally recognize this. I was blessed with gifts that God gave me that. I am very fortunate. Now, uh, it, it was also my responsibility to work as hard as I could with those gifts and use those gifts as, as much as I could and had great teammates, had great coaches. High school ended up having a three-year career that was really good. You weren't allowed to play as a freshman, but ended up being all Nebraska for three straight years, won the Nebraska player or Gatorade player a year, whatever the heck that is, my senior year, and just didn't get any offers. I mean, I know – I think a lot of people, like, I, I know why I didn't get certain reasons, probably why I didn't get offered. Some of it being Nebraska. If Nebraska doesn't offer, no one else is going to offer. Um, there, I wasn't all, multiple reasons, right? And But ended up going to Shattern State, Division II school in northwest corner of Nebraska. My brother was there. I didn't want to go D1AA because I already had a full ride from Shattern. My brother was my best friend, so if I'm not going to Nebraska – or I'm not going Division One. I'm, I knew I was going there. Ended up having great teams, great linemen, great coaches. 
end up playing there and uh, end up having a pretty good career and very fortunate of that and end up winning two Harlan Hills, which are equivalent of like a Heisman in, in division two and thinking like, guys, I'm getting an opportunity. I set all these records. I set mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. I felt like I was going to get an opportunity come to the point where it's combine. They don't invite me to the combine because I don't know why I, I it's crazy. Cause I thought like everything added up, even when, um, scouts came, I ran really, really good forties. And I was like, I'm going to get a chance at least. Well, that doesn't happen. They don't invite me, even though I, I mean, D2 guys get off, invited all the time. And I figured just even off of the Harlan Hill, not even the records, it's like, okay, they're going to let this little guy come in and see what he's about. Well, right. I didn't get invited. Tom Osborne, the famous coach for Nebraska, Hall of Fame coach, uh, he was the AD at Nebraska. He invited me. I think he felt bad that Nebraska never offered me and said, Hey, you can come to a pro day. So then I can be in front of the scouts end up running in the four threes, 38 and a half inch vert. Like I did some, you'd think would be something to help you thought I was going to get drafted. Didn't get drafted. And it's kind of like, if you, if you look back at my story, it's like just a bunch of disappointments. Right. And, and, without my faith, like my relationship with Jesus is absolutely number one. And it's like, okay, God's going to figure things out for me. I'm not going to overthink things. Like just go one foot in front of the other. Mm. Well, the New York jets call me, want me to be undrafted free agent at the end of the draft after ESPN's at my house and filming me and filming me. drafted. <laughs> um, I end up going there, end up having a really, 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 really good off season in the spring. Um, and thinking, like, I have a good opportunity to make this team. Um, yeah. Training camp comes, doing good. Day two, tear my ACL, get high load in a practice where you're not supposed to have any contact. I'm like, what is going on? <sighs> I, I, I get to the hospital. We're on our way to the hospital, do the MRIs. The full, the, You know how everyone's like, well, wait until the MRIs to see if it's a torn ACL. Everyone always knows if it's a torn ACL. They have this test. It's yeah. so known. So, like, if they're testing it, and then they're getting an MRI, they probably tore their ACL. Um, so I'm on my way, and my, I'm talking to my wife. The next day is my brother's wedding, who's the best friend that I played with at Shadron. I have to miss his wedding because I'm in the NFL. And I have all these things that are going on, and I'm like, not in a great place. And my wife, who I just newly married, goes, hey, let's just let's, let's relax. Let's chill out. And I'm like, chill out? What are you? Hey, lady. You have no idea what's going on in the NFL. This general manager doesn't care who I am. I'm a small white running back from Shattern State. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to work out. She goes, just, just relax. And I'm as I'm there, I get in the patient room at the hospital, and I'm like, this, this sucks. Like, I'm in New York. <laughs> Don't want to be in New York. Had no interest in being in New York. Tear my ACL. My career's over. I'm missing my brother's wedding, who's the best friend, uh, my boy who I grew up with I'm like this sucks and because my faith's important I was like god what are what are you doing and I I still remember to this day I felt like god said you're going to play next year you need to just take care of what you're you're supposed to take care of and I'm like almost like looking up I'm like you like my wife you obviously don't know the NFL you don't know what it's what these general managers are like what these owners are like, what mm-hmm. these coaches are like. 
Also, did you know I went to Shattern State? They don't care about me. <laughs> and and I, I remember it. I, I really felt like he said, no, you're going to play. Do your job. And I was like, oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So I, even if I didn't fully have the, the belief, I was like, okay, you created me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my own job. My job is to work as hard as I can. You take care of the rest. So it was my goal to be seen as the hardest worker in rehab. There are other people that had injuries like that. And I was like, I'm going to be better than everyone. And I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure that I take care of my job. If it doesn't work out, well, I, I did what I felt like God told me to do and take care of my job. Well, what happens? I end up playing the next year, obviously, because he knows way more than I know. I end up playing, end up going through, I don't know, we made the AFC championship. Really cool deal. Didn't make a lot of plays. Wasn't really given a ton of opportunities. The year after that, obviously, they're going to draft a running back, right? So they draft a running back. And I'm thinking, this sucks. I hate it. I'm get, I'm just trying to get replaced. Like, that, that's my whole career. They just tried to replace me. And I end up making the team, play on Monday night, have a tackle. Didn't play bad, didn't play great, just whatever. Get released the next day. I was at a... Eric Trump had a, he, every year, like the Jets, they had a relationship. Like we'd go out and do like a golf tournament. I'm at, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's Westchester or something. And I get released as I'm on the course. I'm like, this sucks. Right? Like, like what more am I going through? Oh, man. I, I drive back. Me and my wife end up driving back to, to Nebraska on Thursday because I'm like, this, I don't want to be here. Whatever. We, we get home. Maybe we drive back Thursday, get home Friday. I don't know. Whatever it is. No, we get back Thursday. Whatever it is, we get back. I'm not claimed by anyone. My career's over is what I'm thinking. So what do you do when your career's over? On a Friday afternoon, you go to a matinee. You're saving money. You're saving money to go to a matinee movie. <laughs> and, and, then, and then what do you do that night? You go with your grandparents to the casino to gamble, right? So like we have all these <laughs> just like perfect – um, that night, the New England Patriots call my agent and say, hey, like, we want to sign him. And who do the New England Patriots play next? The New York Jets. Jets. So no. it's like, okay, Bill, I know how I know what you do. You're bringing me in yeah. to get the info. Well, the funny thing is I get there. I get there at 357 on Saturday. In order to get paid for that week, you have to get there at 4. I'm just like, thank you, God, oh, for giving me a week of check, of a check. I'm like, because I might not, I, he might be releasing me next week. Well, I didn't even talk to Bill yeah. before the game. I'm like, thank God, that might give me an extra week. And that week, they actually get beat by the Jets. And unfortunately, but fortunately for me, Kevin Falk tears his ACL that week. I walk into the office, Bill says on Monday, already the most angry facility I've ever been around because he's in cutoff shorts, one above his knee, like way of mid thigh, the other one just at above his knee. Cutoff sweatshirt. Looks like he has grease in his hair and barefoot. And I'm like, what's going on here? What did I just get into? He gets in, he's like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we saw some film and what you've done in preseason and you've done some good things. And and I'm looking at him like, 
uh, okay. Like, do you want me? I don't like, am I supposed to still be in here? And he's like, yeah. And with Kevin getting hurt, maybe we'll get an opportunity. We'll see. Um, you might get sooner. Uh, you'll, yeah, we'll see what happens in practice. I'm like, okay. Like, is this a resounding, like, 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 I, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and it was awkward because like, I'm like, do I leave your office? And he's still just like talking. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, that week I ended up having a pretty good week of practice. Tom Brady hates me that week. Just throwing Fs at me left and right. Why? I think he was just testing me to see if he could trust me. And I was like, what is going on with this clown? Like, what, what did I do to you? I, I don't even know you. I haven't done anything to your like, – I haven't said anything mean about your family. Like, what's what's happening? Well, I ended up having a great week of practice that they trusted me even in two-minute drill. And I'm like, I don't know why you'd trust some rando who's not been here for three minutes. Um, I ended up scoring my first yeah. touchdown, a 30-some-yard touchdown. Had a really good week. And really, that's where the career took off. I mean – it just – and it's funny because we go back to uh, training camp day number two. I tear my ACL. I'm having a conversation with God. He says, you, basically, you take care of your part. Like, whoa. And next thing you know, a couple years later, I'm with the best organization to ever be in the NFL. And I'm about to start playing a prominent role in their offense. And it's like, man, you, you see the – just in a couple years, you see the low – like, like low, mm -hmm. right? Like this low and then to the high. And it's, and I got there in a way I would have never expected. Like that was the last thing that was ever expected, but I just trusted that God had a plan for me. And, and then things kind of just took off from there. I had three good years in new England, three of the hardest years. I mean, there's, there's a lot of mental gymnastics in new England. Like you're playing one week, you're not like, that's yeah, it doesn't seem like it's very much fun. Like, yeah, you're winning a lot and all that, but it seems like there's a lot going on behind the scenes that people don't understand. Like, how serious I don't think they people are. get. I mean, this is the NFL period, and then there's also another level in New England. The stress and the mental—I um, don't want to say mental toughness. I don't even know what it is, but it is hard. The NFL is the now being out of it. I don't think I realized how hard it was. I mean, I felt it, but like you have the opportunity, like there's a great chance you're getting fired if you don't do something correctly. Like there's an incredible chance you're getting fired. And if you don't have enough film out there, you're probably not even getting hired again. Like, it's not like, Oh, here's my resume. No, like someone's got to call you. And mm -hmm. it was a tough, tough 10 years, but 10 years I would, like I'm so thankful for, like I had a blast, like it was hard. I met some amazing people. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's afforded me to do a lot of things that, um, I think God has built me for too. Like I, my, mm -hmm. if you take a strengths finders test, I know a bunch of business people, like that's a big thing. You take your strengths cause we need to put you in positions to, Right. what your strengths are. Well, mine's competition. Not ever, like, it doesn't matter what we're playing. It does not matter. Right. I mean, 
I want to, I want to rip your throat out if we're competing. Yeah. Like that's just how I am. That's how I'm built. And I have no, like some people are like, Oh yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah, I do. Like I, I actually want to, I want to see you in pain in our competition, not necessarily hurt, but like, (laughs) I want you to hurt. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We got you. The stare right now has got me a little, I'm like, in my everyday life, like <laughs> I love people, care about people, but if we're competing in something, I want you to know that I beat you. So God's yeah. allowed me to see, guys, I retired and I was like, there were three to six months where I was like, what, what is going on? And I wanted to retire. I was praying that I would get released by the Ravens so I wouldn't have to, because I was under contract still. And then think about this. I get released. And then I'm like looking for a team. I'm like, who wants to? I, I'm going to make Ravens pay. And it's like, that's kind of what I wanted. That's not exactly different. what I wanted. Yeah. And there are a couple teams that we were talking to. And then finally, I was like, what am I doing? I had, it's almost like I had a, at the beginning right. of my career, I had this God moment at the end of my career. I remember being in my bedroom in Baltimore, Maryland. And God said, so you asked to be released, and now you want to play? I answered your prayer. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, that's that's true. That's it. It's like, what are you chasing? Like, was I chasing a ring? At the end of the day, nothing was going to, nothing was going to change my life. Like, I, I would love, like, I would have loved to have a ring. But like, guys, right now, this conversation we're having wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't be better. I wouldn't be mm. worse. I wouldn't be anything if I had that ring. Yeah. And and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm retiring. Like you answered my prayer. I'm done. Then I went through three to six months. Like I didn't want to play anymore. Three to six months of like almost depression, anxiety, all kinds of crap. And I'm like, this sucks. I this is not the retirement I remember or I was envisioning because. Yeah. Day after I retired, I looked up the NGA website, which is Nebraska Golf Association, looking for my competition. That's what I did. I was like, I was ready. And three to six months, it was tough. It was even tough. Like my wife will say that was the toughest time of our 15 years of marriage. Just because we were like, what are we doing? Like we've been doing yeah. something for so long. Like I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Like what, what is going on? Well, we – we figure it out. My wife goes, Hey, you need to start playing golf. I go, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I love that. But like, what are you talking about? Are you trying to trap me in something? Like if I do this, am I going to get in trouble? And she goes, no, like you are with your strength being competition. You need to do competition because if you don't, you start competing at home. And that, that's not always the greatest thing. So what we did is we, we decided to, like, I golf during the week and I figured out and tried to be the that And that changed things. Well, yeah. Dude, I got so many I, thoughts right now. That was kind of long-winded, but, like, that's kind of what led me to here. And then what has led me to, like, I'm trying to be good at golf. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, decent. I have no, like, I'm not saying I'm going to be a pro. I've never said that. 
But what I am trying, what I am saying is like, I'm trying to do the best that I can with this body, this athletic ability, this, the way God built me mentally. I'm trying to be the best that I can. There's a, almost like a, I'm trying to empty the tank at everything that I do. I like, otherwise, like, why do? Yeah. So here's the thing. What you just said is exactly what we just talked about in a recent podcast. Your lows are perspective for your highs. Um, And you had a really low, low time in that early NFL career. And it was counterbalanced because of the high that you had. And that high felt so good. And in all reality, you went to the best team possible in the NFL, not only with the players, but with the coaching staff and the ownership. You had Tom Brady, you had Wes Welker, you have Gronkowski, Aaron Hernandez. On the defense, you got Vince Wilfork, you got you got guys that are Hall of Famers, and now you're coming in and stepping into a role. Um that had to be I don't know, I I'm just imagining what you felt that had to be surreal to some degree. But being the competitor that you are, you stepped into it and you're like, shit, I'm taking this on. This is my chance. I'm gonna relish this. Uh, relish in this but as you mentioned you yeah you don't have a ring but guess what at the end of the day it's not going to change anything you played in super bowl 46 you caught a touchdown pass from the goat True. um that's going to be on youtube forever now and in your brain so you know it's it's a great story danny and you're you're like one year older than me so like i remember you yeah. in the league i remember you in the league man um you were that that whole component with Wes Welker. You, it was like, it was dynamic. Bill O'Brien. Now he's back well, with the Patriots. He was he was the one that really. So Belichick did obviously he has to make the final. Bill O'Brien's the one that believed in me. And uh-huh. man, I'll I'll tell you what. He just he's a lot like me. He's gritty. He's like he's gonna do whatever it takes to get it done. He doesn't care what it looks like. I'm the same way, man. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the talent looks like. I don't care. Man, I don't care when I go play a round of golf today with a couple pros. If I can get the job done, I don't care what it looks like. Their swings are way better than mine. They're the the sound that it makes is way better than mine. I don't care. Like if I if I can beat them, I beat them. It doesn't matter what it looks yeah. like. No. And that's the thing about golf. There's no style points. What was it like playing with Belichick and Brady? I mean, yeah, because that's it was it was there were high expectations, and if you didn't meet the expectations, you weren't playing. I remember Tom. There was one week on the on the in the game plan that said, "Hey, like you hook up, and behind uh-huh. you is a big end cut." Well, they're playing man to man, so I hook up, and really, like you kind of need to be able to break away. If it's man to man, otherwise you're uh-huh. covered. I talked. I talked to Tom and said, "Hey Tom, like I, I, I don't know what you want me to do there. Like I, I can only hook up." And he goes, "Woody, you're no good to me if you're not open." I go, "Okay, fair enough. I'll get open." And it's funny because it changed the way I did everything, everything in routes. That's when I feel like everything in my game. I had the speed and quickness, whatever. But then I was like, all right, 
And and if you look at my San Diego days, you even notice it even more. Yeah. I was a streetballer when it came to that. I remember my and this wasn't me being a jerk. This was this is kind of probably what Tom, you know, kind of instilled in me a little bit. I mean, within reason, because he you need to be where you're supposed to be at the end of the day. Um so we I ran a route and the running backs coach goes, yeah. So what do you think about, this is in San Diego. This is where I'm established. They had open communications. They were amazing there. But what do you think about like pushing this up two more yards, a little more vertical and planning out? And I go, he goes, that's just what some of the, like I think the coordinators are talking about. I look at him, I go, I, I can do it. I, go, I, can, I can do that. I go, I'll be covered, but I can do that. I go, so do you guys want me open or do you want me covered? And they go, fair enough. So that was because of Tom. So it's like, I, I'm getting open. I'm still getting to the same spot you want me to in the end. I'm just going to look a little different. I'm not going to, it's not going to be, eh, yeah. eh, eh. no, maybe I'm going to shake you a little. Then I'm going to sprint out and push up. Then I'm going to go out. It might look different. Um, but I would say Tom, because I said, I'm not, that's why I was like, I'm not getting covered anymore. I don't care because on film, I'm going to be at the spot I'm supposed to be at and I'm going to be open. But I, it may not look like, like in, and then you see it in, then I'm with Philip in San Diego and he's just like it. Yeah. He's just street ball. And we're like, within reason. Look at Keenan Allen. Street ball. But he's going to be at the spot that he's supposed to be at. So, like, man, it's like we have having talent, but then having the freedom to do to be you, and that's kind of what it was. And it was weird how Bill and Tom, you better do what's expected, but there's a little bit of freedom too. That makes sense. It does. That's cool, man. That's that's awesome. You know, we've had NFL guys on before. And I don't know, who do we, we asked Erlacher who was the best quarterback he played against because he's yeah. played against Brady, but we never had anyone that actually was playing with Tom Brady, I don't think. I'd say, I'd say it's pretty so, good. You know. He was, he was, he was relatively yeah. decent. He made, a good, uh, he made a good living for himself. He made a good, he made a good run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, made a good run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Winner yeah. just like me, retired. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> It, oh, now, from, from your perspective, you've played with Phil Rivers, who is, a, is an all-time great as well. Yeah. How much better is Tom Brady? I've been asked this question a lot, and there's, like, hot takes. Like, I, I got to be careful with what I say. Um, Philip Rivers didn't have the same surrounding as him as far as – I'm not trying to put anyone down, but, like – Philip had to take care of more than maybe just playing quarterback. It felt like I'm trying to be very careful. I don't think there is a big, as big of a difference as people. Um, would think. Wow. I think they're both as competitive as competitive people as I've been around. Obviously Tom's the best, the greatest of all time. I would say he's barely a notch lower. Phillip's one of the smartest human beings I've been around football-wise. And Tom was smart. 
Philip was like, they're very similar and they probably, I, maybe I noticed it even more though be, with Philip because I was later in my career and I understood things. But if someone were to ask me how Philip would have done in New England, you, you'd be a Super Bowl champion multiple times. I don't know if he'd have, what, six or seven or six, whatever. Six, yeah. yeah. But he'd have a, at least three. Like, Philip was that good. Yeah. It's just he was – it was different. You didn't have Boston. Yeah. I love San Diego, but you didn't have the craziness of Boston. You didn't have the structure of the Patriots, of the organization. Like, yeah. stuff like that matters. Like, I I think Patrick Mahomes is unreal. Look at the script. Andy Reid, I mean, he's about as good as anyone. And, and the thing about him – that they do great, their schemes are incredible. Incredible. And I'm not saying New England's weren't. New England's was more like, we're gonna put we're gonna put these guys in the best situation to use their talent. There's some stuff in Kansas City that's just straight scheme. And guys are walking wide open. Yeah. And now you got Taylor Swift, I mean, coming around right? the facility. I mean that that <laughs> is cool. around. Yeah, like what do, what do you do? Right, I mean, now she's probably gonna, she's probably gonna help Travis Kelsey get known. Yeah, like he, like he. I mean, like he needs known. Well, again. I mean, people knew now him. he's gonna be. You know, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that on Instagram. How dumb are people? <laughs> yeah, because I think yeah. some people actually. Do yeah. That. No, there's for sure. There is for sure people that believe that. Well, now they're playing the Jets. And she's and going. Whatever, and ticket prices are through oh, the roof. Well, that's nice. nice. Like, I'm so, I'm going to New York to enjoy two rounds of golf, and I got this yo-yo coming around because she wants to traipse around and go to a football game now. I just, I, I'm looking forward to, like, her next album and a song coming out, like, called 87. You know? Yeah. And it's, like, how terrible the that's guy it. he was or something like that. It would be great. You don't know. I mean, yeah. he's awesome dude. I'm just saying, like, is it? A lot of songs like that. It's kind of fun. 87, though, man. If you shot 87 on a golf course, what are you I'm, thinking? I'm I'm not contemplating retirement, but I'm going to see every swing specialist, every putting specialist, every everything. I might get new equipment. I might, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I better not be shooting 87. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, I know. It's... uh. That's what golf does, man. You you come out with an expectation based upon where you're at that day. You fire a bad number, you're like, what the hell? Like, you yeah. know, and like me recently, I played the other day, um, and my wedges were terrible. Normally my wedges are like the strong suit of my game. And I'm like hitting them a little fat. I'm pulling them, missing missing my target by a long shot. And I'm like, and I'm in my mind now, I'm like, I gotta get back out there and hit some wedges. Cause that's just how I am. That's just how we are. Bro, as it's golfers. so hard. Like putting's like always kind of been my strength. Yesterday, it's like I had never putted in my life. I felt like I was putting with my coffee mug or something. Like I couldn't. Like, <laughs> and that's why you're putting new grip on, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Like you have to. Like, how are you going to get better if you don't change something? You know. All right, and that's and, the grip. I'm, I'm so like a hundred percent feel. So I'll. Like people always like say, why do you change putter so often? I, I think that's what 
kind of helps me actually is because I just need to look at something different. Some different, yeah. And if I'm not making it one way, I'm going to make it another way. What uh, what type of putter are you using? Oh, bro, I can't. I can't even. Because you're switching. I I can't. I can't even. I have so many that I'm like, I rotate, so I can't even really. I don't even know. Um. So I have three blades that I'm kind of working with or that I've been working with. There's a, a Meridian putter. I don't know if you're familiar with that. These are not like super like the, the name brands, but they're unreal. So I have a Meridian putter, a paradise putter and a preservation putter. Preservations out of upstate New York. Um, the other ones out of South Florida paradise in Meridian, I can't, I think it's is it Wisconsin. All three make great putters. It's just on the day if like I'm not I, like I just have to see something different if I'm missing. You know what I mean? And yeah, I I I kind of prefer a little more like either just a plumber's neck with a little arc or a face balance putter. So it's just kind of like how I'm feeling, man. And the. The Meridian's a little bit more of a mallet, like a mid mallet, almost bossy. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, it's a a milled face. You you ought to let Pep, man. We, you know we're we we're partners with Betnardi Golf up in yeah. Chicago, and their putting fitting. We I've said this yeah. a million times on the show, so people, I'm sorry, but their fitting is unbelievable. Um, Pep yeah, knows all about it. So it's, they basically they they put you on 18 cameras and they it's incredible to see them fit a putter to your stroke not changing your stroke right and exactly so um yeah we'll introduce you to them and they'll take good care of you on on getting you a putter i mean they can do anything that you want to this putter uh material wise logos all that jazz and customize it but it i tried explaining to ryan how because he's a very good putter but he's never been fit and he finally got fit by Bettinardi. And man, it's even your misses, you're 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 tightening your misses. And and that's important yeah. in the game of golf. I mean, everything like everything's so important in the game of golf. Like if you're trying to like be good, like right. putter, like you hit it all the time. More than any other club yeah. that you use. Exactly. And and it's like, I mean, driver's important. I mean, guys, I get to this point in the year where my season's about over, like my qualifiers, my tournaments, where most of them, I kind of shut, I don't shut it down because I still play golf for fun. Fun. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't, it's fun. Quote. Um, it's fun because of the games you play and the competition you're doing. Um but I, I shut down like a lot of the – so like now I have my guy that I – a good buddy at sub-70. I'm like, hey, how do, like, how do we get better? Like I need, I need my dispersion to be better. Like what, what do I need to do? Like do I need different shafts? Do I need um, – like I don't know how many different iron shafts I've been through. No idea. 
Uh, this year I ended up traveling on so X sevens. Project X? Uh, no, uh, Dynamic Gold X sevens. So they're like, oh, dynamic. they're they're okay. uh, they're like they're. I think it's their stiffest. They're like the they're like 133 grams, something like that. And in in some ways, I'm like, I kind of wouldn't mind something lighter and adding a little head weight. But maybe going to more of a cavity back instead of just playing blades because I'm so used to playing blades. Yeah. Because I'm like, I want something that, and I'm thinking of different ways. Like, how do we get the spin lower? And that's one of the ways, obviously, is you you can go to a, more of a cavity back. And because I, I'm a high speed player, and then and then you have blades, so you're going to be able to spin it. I don't want too much. You're playing a lot of wind. I want to like just minimize stuff. So it's like now I'm just going yeah. into like, all right, how do I get better? How do I chase your tail right now? Yeah. And, and it's like some people don't love that. I, I'm not okay with staying where I'm at. If I try yeah. something and it doesn't work, all right, I'll just go back to what I was doing. That's it. We had Rocco mediate on a couple times and he is an equipment junkie. Yeah. And that's his big thing is, Heavier, stiffer. That's what he wants. Heavy, the heaviest you can get and the stiffest you can get. Really? That's what all he talks preaches yeah. in his shafts is heavier, stiffer. Well, in so like, like in a couple of years. I, yeah, and, and it's like what what do you want to be at? And and one thir- so like one thirty three is heavy for Dude, a, that is that's yeah. a board. I'm at like one twenty five and I feel like well, okay. You got it. You got to. You can't baby it. You have to swing it. Yes, and 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 that's the thing. At one thirty three, you better be swinging. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, so, in my irons, I'm thinking like, do I go a little lighter, but I get the head weight heavy, so then I still have the feeling, but not like, because I'd still go one. I'd probably still go one twenty five. Like Pro- problem with going heavier on the head weight, then you're giving up a little feel. Like that's the last feel you really have. See, for me, the heavier it is, the more feel I have. It, every like yeah. because I'm more of a handsy player, so mm-hmm. like I, it's harder for me to come over the top. I have a quick transition, but it like slots me when it's head like a heavy like heavy yeah yeah. So like my wedges are like almost E. My iron so, like E8 D9. Wow. Okay, so you're well versed in the golf equipment world. We can see that right now. You love yeah. equipment. You're an equipment junkie. You're a golf junkie. Where the hell did this all come from? Was this during college, before college, when when you started making money in the NFL? When I retired. And after you retired, because I had a new chase. And yeah. I mean, so that's been what five, six years. So it's my sixth season out, but I've been retired for five years. Okay, so you, so you've really been golfing for six years, and you just I mean, qualified I for, up ish, not like competitive, not like this though. No. Oh no, nothing close. To so six years, and and you qualified for a USGA championship. That's insane, but yeah, I shot sixty eight in the qualifier. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I've you're committed, like you're all in. Yeah, I like it. I I I. I couldn't be much more committed. The only thing that could make me more committed is if I was 22 and wasn't married and didn't have four kids. Cause those, that, that, co- yeah, that comes can. before it all. I'm as committed as I will be. I've told my people have asked me, okay, you're trying to play pro. No, 
Like I've done that stuff. First of all, I don't want the the grind. People don't get the mini tours. They don't get. And not saying I'm even sucks ass. Oh my god, it's terrible. But the first ten years of my marriage was all about me. My kids, they knew it was all like not all about me, but Dad did his thing. So now it's like no, I'm not missing. Yeah. I'm not missing time with my kids. I'm not. But the thing is, like, I'm a retired. I mean, I have my own business, but I'm retired. So like, I play golf while yeah. they're at school. Like that's what I do. I, I, I pick them <laughs> I'm up. I'm retired though. I see. My wife doesn't want me to be home all day because I get in the way of things. Like if you have to do like <laughs> certain things, she's like, ah, you're kind of like, this is not how we do things here. And I was like, okay, I'll go play golf. Um, I'm committed as can be. I, I mean, I, I, I was okay. Like I, it's not like I was terrible when I retired. I think I just because I had pretty good hands. Athleticism goes far, far in golf. Like, like far. Oh, yeah. And I, so I was probably around a five somewhere in there, but then I've gotten to as low as like, I don't know, not a plus four something. So like that's a, that's a big change. Well, you're invited, my man, your game's good. We're all scratch. So, you know, we have, we had chasing birdies too, man, this year at the Greenbrier. If we yeah. do it again next yeah. year or somewhere, uh, you're in, we have, we invite guys from the show. James with new ski, John Barry, um, Walker. You yeah. Fit he, right he in. Good good old time. Yeah, dude, it's been, you know, I know we could sit here and we'll talk all day. We'll, um, just, we'll just do a part two. Yeah, we could do a part two yeah. down the road, man. Danny Woodhead check-in, kind of like we did with Rocco. We did Rocco part one, Rocco part two. Um, We're going to turn this to the last segment of the show before we end here. It's our tap-in segment presented by Bettinardi Golf. Check them out online at Bettinardi.com. Jonathan's going to ask you four questions that demand your quick-witted response. All right. What's in the bag? Uh, what's in the bag right now? Guys, that's hard because like I, it's fluid sometimes. My driver's a Srixon ZX5 with a 6X um, Black Ventus. Oh, yeah. Then my – I was 7X and I was just like, uh-uh. Three Wood is a Stealth, the original, and that's just – I think I have a Hazardous 80 in it, mm-hmm. 6.5. And then my, yeah, that's what it is. My, then I have a seven wood in from sub 70 that it's a pro. Don't go look at that one will be coming out in the spring. So that one's a unfortunate to have that one, but with an 80 TX hazardous in that. Um, so that gives a little less torque, little heavier than the 80. Um, then four right now, four through, Four through seven is the Tommy Armor three sub seventy, and then eight through nine, or no, eight through pitch is, gosh, eight through pitch is the MB eight forty nine tours. So there's like no offset hardly. Yeah. Um, and I would play that through the bag, but the TA threes give me a little more forgiveness. Um. 50, 55 is TA3 wedges. And then 60 is uh, a Cleveland, actually. It's kind of, guys, I'm, I'm random all over the place. Yeah, I, I see this. You have, you have a 55 yeah. degree? Well, it, it, just, it, it beds it down from a 56 or beds it up from a 55. 56 wow. bent to 55. And then I play Pro V1. It's just that's been the best ball. I tried. To, I've played the left dash at points. Go. It's 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 too high of a window for me. Yeah. Uh, I like the low spin. Um, 
but I didn't love the low spin around the greens. And it, then when you putt with it, it feels like you're putting a rock. Mm-hmm. So didn't quite love that. I'm fine with the clickiness, but that was too la- like too much. I, I, I tried to, when it got really windy, I tried it again. I was like, I can't play with this ball. Like, yeah. That's the number one thing I tell anyone listening is play with one ball and don't change. Yeah. Yep. So I played Pro V1. Um, putter, that's beyond fluid. I mean, I'm a, I'm a psychopath when it comes to putters. So I, I also have, I mean, I also have a ping 430 LST, but I, I haven't. Oh yeah. I'm just, that thing. I haven't hit the, the shaft to it yet. So I, I'm, man, I'm so fluid. I mean, I'm the type of guy that, I mean, I'm sure you guys have too broke like drivers and it's like, I've look I'd look into the crank. So like, because I don't want, I don't want my face caving in. I don't want to be like, Hey, TaylorMade or Strixon or whoever your face broke. I need a new one. Like that's, that's the last thing I want to do. Mm. I'd rather just know <laughs> that it's going to be good. Right. And whether you like live or not, Bryson hits the ball hard. Yeah. And he could break any. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's sorry. That was oh, a long, what's in God. the back. Go to. Uh, all right. Anyway. Would you give up your Super Bowl appearance to play in a <laughs> major <laughs> golf championship? Easiest question, yes. Easiest. Which major? Easiest. What? Which major? Uh, the Masters, because that means you won the U.S. Mid-Am and you got sick stuff. With that. <laughs> uh, most memorable football moment? Uh, I would say... I mean, you could go Super Bowls outside of that as high school, sophomore year. I played in the state championship. We lost, but my dad was a coach and my brother was the quarterback. That was sad. All right. And last question, what are you chasing? <sighs> that was. I don't even know. I, I, I really I, like. That's the first. Yeah, I, I, I don't even. I mean, I have goals. I'm not going to say every single goal, but I will right. say I'm chasing to the. I really am chasing to be the best that I can be. Like that, I can be. I don't right. want. I don't leave anything yeah. to chance. And that's that's not even golf, guys. Like that's my business. That's me as a dad. Yep. That's, me, that's me as a husband. Like I'm chasing to be the absolute best at everything that I can do because I don't mm-hmm. want to. I, I don't want to. Like I was having this conversation with someone. I don't want to get to heaven and um, when I'm, I'm talking to God and it's like. I, I want to be everything that he built me to be. Like, I really do. I want to yeah. be everything that he gave me capabilities of being. It's a great answer, Danny. I like that. And more people should should follow suit. Um, my it's man, been it's awesome. been a pleasure just having you on here. Uh, thank you. I know you and I have been texting back and forth trying to nail something down, so I do appreciate it. I know you're still busy. Hey, busier than I would have um, ever thought. I'm more busy being retired. Yeah. I, yeah. It is. life, man. But uh, I hope you had a good time here on Chasing Blaze. Thank you. And, we'll, and we'll see you here in the spring to play a little golf. Would love to. Love that interview. I love it because – he, he basically undrafted to incredible career mm-hmm. with the Tom Brady story where he said, I don't know if I'm going to get open. And he said, well, if you can't get open, then I don't need you out here. Yeah. Like, that's like you're what no I tell you, me, but like, that's like, you're no good to me. I love that. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff because Tom Brady 
he won dude he won bill belichick won as as the stories we heard about bill belichick it's it was awesome to hear that he's the goat brady that is and right now the patriots are freaking tanking dude they just got their butts kicked last weekend against the saints but you know what when woodhead was there it was a dynasty um, it was a dynasty got over to san diego played it was got over to san diego played for the chargers a little bit with philip rivers i mean my man had some really good quarterbacks uh in his in his career so i uh, love the passion of golf for him um, what about the equipment you know, just just well yeah the equipment but the whole aspect of how he just wants to be a competitor his wife's like hey you got to go golf and he's like what mm-hmm. but now he wants to get out there and just kick everyone's asses man it's like once that's in you that's it but Good story. Another good story on Chase and Birdies. I mean, dude, we're just knocking him out of the Just firing it off heater after heater I after mean, heater. I mean, damn. You know? Can you imagine if we had actually people listen to this shit? It would be awesome. But <laughs> it would be, you know, People would be blown away with how good these interviews actually are. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. But, guys, it's always... Uh, it's always a pleasure delivering this stuff to y'all out there listening. We we can't thank you enough for the support. I know, as Jonathan mentioned, he and I got a little bit of a tea time today. So we're definitely going to head out and peg it up on this beautiful fall day in north central West Virginia. Pep, you got anything else you want to say to the people? Nothing, man. Stay tuned. We got something cool that we just approved. Uh, be done in three weeks, and uh, you'll be able to get your hands on one of them. So, um other than that, no. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If you don't like listening to us, that's fine. Keep it moving. If you do like listening to us, <laughs> spread the good word. That's all I ask. You're helping us. That's right, buddy. You're just asking for help all of a sudden. But you're right. You guys, we, we do appreciate the listens, the likes. And obviously, we will continue to do what we do here on Chasing Birdies. Uh, stay tuned for the next drop in two weeks. And thank you to Evo. And Allie over at Simpler Media for putting this thing together. And Rachel and Jacqueline for all your social media help. If you're headed out there today to chase them or this weekend, we hope you enjoy the fall weather. Love it. And we'll catch y'all in two.